Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. The media coverage of Singapore's general election 2020 has taken on a new dimension given the phase two restrictions due to COVID-19. Earlier, I spoke with Warren Fernandez, the editor-in-chief of The Straits Times, on how the ST coverage has changed this year for this election, including new online digital coverage. Yes, it's an incredibly unusual election taking place in this time of a pandemic. And as you mentioned, um, many of the big events that you would see in a normal election, like rallies and speeches, aren't taking place. But we're seeing parties getting quite creative in in response with a lot of e-rallies and videos uh, being put up. And uh, the other day, for example, we had the Prime Minister delivering a major message, speaking to camera, almost as if he was delivering one of those big Fullerton Square rallies. So trying to engage the audience in a new way, We've seen the Workers' Party put up a hammer show where they had several of their leaders uh, engaging with their candidates as well, so discussing issues that way. And in that sense, where we come in is trying to sort of get a good handle for the audience on what are the big issues that that are are crystallizing as a result. Because there's so much going on uh, online and on the internet, but uh, people are watching these disparate um, feeds that are coming in. And where I think we can add value is to to, to crystallize the arguments, the key issues, and then present it in a way that becomes uh, uh, engaging and digestible for the audience as they think about who they want to vote uh, as the polling day comes around next week. We're speaking with Warren Fernandez, the editor-in-chief of the Straits Times newspaper. And Warren, you talk about this new way of engaging. And within the Straits Times, what uh, have you had to do uh, differently in terms of how you are uh, setting your teams out. I know there's a lot more coverage online with, uh, with more graphics, more interactive um, digital media properties and resources at play. How has it differed this year versus other general elections that you've been involved in? It's very, very different. We no longer approach it just as a newspaper covering the general election for the newspaper the next day. We've completely transformed uh, the Straits Times newsroom into a multimedia operation. So we're putting stuff as it happens live. So we've got reporters on the ground doing live feeds of you know, events that are taking place, whether it's a walkabout or a doorstop. Uh, and we're, we're updating the, the live blog, which is very active and uh, very well read. It's, it's consistently one of our best read because people want to know what's going on. You know, whenever they pick up the phone, they want to catch up. So the live blog is very active. And then we're shaping stories based on what's happening into the, for the website and updating those through the day. And then in the evening, we, we get into a huddle and put together a curation of the big stories or the big ideas or the big debates that we merge for print. So it's a relentless effort, 24-7 almost, and tremendous challenge for the team. But I'm happy to say they, they, they've stepped up to it and I'm glad we're putting out content that the, re- the audience is finding engaging. Yeah, Warren, I know that you've covered many general elections uh, during your, your journalism career. How many have you covered? Gosh, are you going to date me now, Glenn? <laughs> I've been covering this since the, I joined in the 1990s. Uh, after I, I graduated, I, I immediately was sent to the political desk. So my first big election was the by-election in Marine Parade at that time, which saw the introduction of uh, Rear Admiral Teo Chi Hien. So that was when he became an MP. Then shortly after that, we had the first general election where then Prime Minister Ho Chok Tong called an early election because he wanted to get a a mandate uh, for himself. 
that was quite a seminal election because it was the first time that the PAP lost four seats. And you know, it was quite a shocker because everybody thought the ground was incredibly sweet at the time and it turned out not to be so. And then from there on, I've been on the, I was on the political desk for a good number of years. So I covered the 97 election and then I moved on to the news desk and I covered the 2001 election, which was also a crisis election. Uh, and then I took a break from it because I went on to do other things on the foreign desk and became deputy editor. So there were other responsibilities as well. But I've been back in the newsroom since 2011 as editor, so very much involved in all the electric since then. The reason I ask that is is not to date you, but rather, <laughs> rather because you've really seen the arc of technology shift and technology transfer uh, in the newsroom and in media as well across Singapore. I mean, Singapore is a very different media landscape overall compared to the first GE that you were covering. As you look at that, and now, of course, we're in an era where we're not doing the big rallies anymore and for, for health uh, reasons. What other changes have you seen in addition, obviously, to the uh, Straits Times having more of a digital newsroom? But what other things on the ground uh, have you seen changing in the Singapore election landscape? Well, the world has changed quite dramatically then, you know, the ability to communicate instantly onto your phone, social media is out there. So the the audience is getting a whole welter of information about what's going on. So for our part, we want to be very fair and balanced in our coverage. We want to cover all sides. We're not trying to push any political agenda of our own. It's really about trying to give as much information to the audience so that they can make up their own minds who they want to vote. And they can read what they see online in the blogs, social media, but they come to us as a trusted source, a kind of reference point. And um, I think in the last couple of elections, 2015 and the by-election, the overall reaction to our coverage was that we were, the audience saw that we were, we were minded to be as fair and objective as, as we could. So that was a good outcome. And I think we, in this election, we're striving to do that as well. Do you think that the, the public is missing out on a valuable opportunity to see the candidates in action in a, in a big campaign rally environment? Yes and no. I think they are seeing a lot more of the candidates because they can go online and watch whoever they want in action, an e-rally or a debate or a dialogue, and sort of inviting these folks into their homes and their living rooms and watching as and when they choose. So in a way, there's greater connection and more immediacy. Where I do worry, though, is uh, with an internet election, issues tend to be simplified and crystallized and, and short, sharp videos and clips and memes and stuff. And that could mean some oversimplification of fairly complex issues that are, are playing out. And you look at what's going on with COVID-19, it's really changing the, the way we all live and the world around us. You, know, you look at US-China relations, seems to be getting worse and worse by the day you look at supply chains being disrupted. All these are big issues that are playing out in the backdrop. And we are going to have to make as a country big decisions about how we get out of this crisis. And those are not simple issues to to grapple with. Uh, You can only do so much in a short video or a short clip. So the internet election has, you know, like as with all things digital, it has its pluses and its minuses. We've got to manage the upside and, and, and the downside. Speaking with Warren Fernandez, the editor-in-chief of The Straits Times. And Warren, as you look around within Singapore Press Holdings, there's quite a change now from even the last general election. You've got radio stations now, 
Uh, there's the mm. story, which is a video asset that goes out online, in addition to all the social media channels. Where is the opportunity, and how can you compete with some of the more, at this point, getting to be traditional social media channels that any citizen can now basically become a journalist? Well, I think it's in trying to add value in the interpretation and the analysis of what's going on. So we have uh, journalists who have you know, invested time and energies and in some cases their lives looking at these issues and understanding it and interpreting it. So I was very proud of the team that, that put on the show live on nomination day, going out and covering the news. But we also had in the newsroom, uh, news editor Zaki Hussein, interpreting it as it happened. And uh, Zaki has been covering elections for many cycles now and could bring to bear his knowledge of the you know, the issues, the players, the process. We're going to do the same for polling night. We're going to have quite a number of our journalists, uh, experienced hands, uh, talking about events as they develop, the significance of it. We're going to tap uh, players, uh, people who've been watching it from outside the newsroom to give us their inputs as well. So when we go up against all the other sources of information, I think the value we bring is the the understanding and uh, helping the readers to sort of join the dots and see what are the implications of some of the developments they're watching. And I think that's the, the value that a professional newsroom can deliver and what's expected of us from the audience. Yeah, and Warren, uh, across this event, as with many big events that happen, for example, we think about the, the Kim Trump summit uh, two years ago, news organizations always inevitably learn something about how to operate better, more effectively, in a way that's more relevant to their audiences. And I know we're not done with this news cycle yet on this election, but what do you believe or what do you hope the lessons learned, the Singapore Press Holdings Media Group, by the time we finish with this GE 2020? Well, Glenn, we're constantly learning or moving as we go along. You mentioned the big story, which we've been doing since we revamped the newsroom uh, for several months now. And uh, the reason we did it was to just learn by doing. The more we do it, the better we get at it. And we, we try to improve each time. Uh, we've learned how to, to go live to the scene and cross back to the newsroom. We've learned how to do conversations. And each time we do it, we monitor how it's done. We see where we've done well or where we've done not so well. We look at the feedback we're getting. We watch the numbers and the data of what you know, connects with the audience, what doesn't work so well. And I keep telling the team, try Try new things, experiment. If it works, fine. We amplify it. If it doesn't work, move on to something else that the audience is interested in. And I think that you know, willingness to, to, to try and see what, you know, what the audience wants is something that's very positive in the STV. We're in conversation with Warren Fernandez, the editor-in-chief of the Straits Times. And Warren, one final question to you, and something that I've been noticing with the visual coverage is... Many of the candidates out on the hustings, there are large groups of reporters following them. They're being surrounded by groups of, of pub members of the public. It seems like, at least in some cases, some candidates are not organizing their campaign efforts in a way that seems to be in line with social or physical distancing, at least to the, to the extent that it would seem prudent. And I'm on several journalist boards as well across Singapore, and some of the journalists are you know, privately complaining, hey, we've been in situations where we don't have a choice. We have to be up close and personal with a lot of people in this era that, you know, that they would rather not be. Do you feel like there needs to be a different way? First of all, are you concerned about that for your journalists? 
but also do you feel that there should be a different way of getting the news from these newsmakers, but also keeping the public safety, even though, of course, everybody's talking about physical distancing and they want to do it, but the reality is out on the hustings, it doesn't necessarily happen that way. Yeah, it's, it's not easy. I, I, I fully agree that we need to ensure that we keep our journalists safe. So we tell them you know, we have jobs to do, we want to report the news, but the story is not so important that you put your, your lives at risk. So we try to equip them with masks and sanitizers. We, we try to make sure we, we keep our distance. But, you know, journalists being journalists, we, we want to get the story. So we sometimes get into a scrum and then we have to sort of remind ourselves, okay, there is a very serious pandemic going on and then try to make adjustments as we, as we go along. So we'll keep at it. We'll keep trying to get the story, but also keeping everybody safe. All right. Thanks to Warren Fernandez, the editor-in-chief of the Straits Times. Appreciate your time and your insight on not only this election, but elections past as well. Thanks, Glenn. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.